Hey, everybody. It's Jason. And Amanda. With Foster, an unparalleled journey. And we are here tonight to do another quick YouTube live talking about just some things that we didn't know about when we got into full care and um, trying to spread some information and help a few people out, maybe. And Amanda came to me the other day and she had some information that I had never heard before. What she was talking about was the Family Medical Leave Act. And we were sitting here discussing it and looking it up and looking at a copy of her company policy. And I thought, well, let's just get this from the horse's mouth because the Family Medical Leave Act is straight from the U.S. Department of Labor. So I'm going to read it from their website. And it says that the Family Medical Leave Act entitles eligible employees of covered employers to take unpaid job-protected leave for specified family and medical reasons. And then it's this is a fact sheet they have on it. So the important parts there, it's covered employees. So and and covered employers. So the FMLA only applies to employers that meet certain criteria. It has to be a private sector employer with 50 or more employees in 20 or more work weeks in the current or preceding calendar year, including a joint employer or successor in interest to a covered employer. I don't know what the last part of that means. Basically, you have to have enough employees for <laughs> it to be a matter. big enough company. Yeah. So if if we were to decide we wanted to incorporate our little thing here that's just the two of us, we're not covered by the FMLA. Good news because, well, we are all that it would be. So <laughs> <laughs> we're not firing each other for, uh, for not showing up. Um, eligible employees is the other part of it. And an eligible employee is one who works for a covered employer. So obviously you have to work for somebody who uh, who is required to cover it. Someone who has worked for the employer for at least 12 months. So you have to have had a full year of employment there and has at least 1,250 hours of service for the employer during the 12 month period immediately preceding the leave. So you have to have a certain number of hours and work at a location where the employer has at least 50 employees within 75 miles. I think that comes into play when you start dealing with some of the uh, telecommuters, people who work from home, that sort of thing. Because if your employer is in Denver, but you're a work-from-home guy in St. Louis, that probably affects the way that's covered. So you need to talk to somebody who knows more than us about that. I mean, you talk to your human resources at, at your place of employment. Yeah. Your HR gal or guy, whoever it is, is going to know a whole lot. I know that's that's who I talk to. Our HR gal that we had uh, used to work for us, she was, um, her and her husband actually adopted a little boy from Russia, I believe it was. And uh, so she was well-versed in all this sort of stuff. She probably got a, took full extent of the Medical Leave Act as well, too, because she knew it inside and out. Um, that's something, though, that if you don't know about, you'll never use. That is absolutely true. Um, you know, cause when we first started fostering, I, w I was a stay at home mom. It didn't, you know, it didn't matter. We didn't need that. Yeah. Um, you know, and now that I work a full-time job and we're fostering again, you know, that's kind of hard. You get a call in the middle of the night and they say, Hey, can you take this baby? But you got to be at work in four hours. Yeah. Well, and the important part is the leave entitlement, what it gives you. Eligible employees may take up to 12 work weeks of leave in a 12-month period for one or more of the following reasons. And the very first reason is the one that we're uh, looking at here today. The birth of a son or daughter 
or placement of a son or daughter with the employee for adoption or foster care. So it clearly says on the Department of Labor website that you are eligible to use this for placement of a child from foster care in your home. And if you read through here too, it says um, you can take FMLA leave on an intermittent or reduced schedule basis. So you can take it in separate blocks of time and um, you can break it up. And that's, that works really well for things like court dates. Yeah. I mean, you can take a couple days for court. Um, You know, sometimes there's medical reasons, you know, lots of doctor's appointments, you know, you get that placement in the first 24 hours, you're, you know, you, you have to be in, see the doctor. You have to take them to, to well, be looked at. And here in Missouri, that's the case. I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, it's, that may not be the case in every state, you know, but where we're at, we're required to, you know, get a doctor's appointment right away to have that child evaluated, you know, so you may take a week in the beginning when you first get a child to set up daycare, you know, get your placement letter because with my company, I have to have a placement letter in order to use my my FMLA, you know, that proves to them that I do have a foster child, you know, and I'm getting things set up, but you know, I don't have to take, like you said, I don't have to take all those weeks at once. You know, I take a week here, you know, I may take a couple days here for court, for doctor's appointments, you know, things like that. Yeah. You get a kid who shows up and you find it has chronic ear problems and you have to take them in and have tubes done. That might require you to take a couple days off of work. Absolutely. Because most kids don't you know, just go do the surgery and then feel awesome five minutes later. No, no. I mean, it's not a major surgery. We've done it with several of our kids, but yeah. you know, you take a couple of days, you know, and you snuggle and you love on the kiddo and you know, you let them know that you're here and you're going to take care of them when they're, when they're not up to 100%. Yeah. And that gives you that opportunity to walk in and do that. And it protects you legally with your employer. And I think that's the real important. Yeah. Piece. I mean, that's, that's the big thing is that they have to hold your position. You, know, you don't lose your position. You don't lose your status. You don't lose, you know, any of that. You still keep, get to keep your schedule. You know, they have to hold your place for you. Yeah. I believe that, you know, they, they read in there, I believe somewhere that you have to, uh, they have to hold your health care in place too for you. So that way you're not taking a chance on, uh, on damaging your position at your company. Now me, the company that I work for, I've worked for these guys for about 12 and a half years and, I've been pretty happy with this employer and and since I've been with them that long and we are a smaller company than what Amanda works for. um, I I don't really know that I would need to do that right away unless I had to take an extended period of time off. But if you work for a small enough employer who supports what you're doing, they're more likely to be able to just let you go. Hey, I have this thing going on. You know, I'm going to need a few days off and they're not going to love it, but they understand it. And because I show up every day relatively on time and do what they ask me to and don't steal from them, that puts me in the top 10% of almost all employees. (laughs) By the way, that puts you in the top 10% of almost all employees. Realize that. So know your value at your company. But my my employer knows that I'm going to show up. I'm going to do a good job and I'm going to do what they ask me to. And I'm not going to take anything from them. I'm not going to steal time from them. So when I have something like that come up, I don't necessarily have to run to the HR department and say, Hey, I need to take FMLA. I just talk to my direct supervisor and say, Hey, I need some time off. And that's a great way to handle it because if something did happen and I did need to take that time, I still have that other time available if they'll give it to me. Right. And you, you know, different employees have different, different man, you know, handbooks and manuals and policies and procedures. 
And I would, if you're looking at doing foster care, I would suggest at least talking to your HR person and finding out what's available to you. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you, you should talk to them in advance so that they kind of know what's going on so that they're more able to work with you. You know, they know that this is what you're doing. You know, they'll be more apt to work with you, especially if you've been with the company for a while and, and you have that status with your company. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like a super, super duper special guy there, but I show up, I do the job and I don't give them headaches and they appreciate that. And in return, when I have something I need, they don't give me a lot of headaches. Right. You know, I just, I wanted to come on here and, and talk about it though, because you know, a lot of people don't know about this resource, you know, and it's, it's very, very valuable. You know, it could really come, come in handy, you know, because I had worried when we were going back into foster care, how are we going to handle this? You know, how yeah. am I going to take care of this? If I get a baby in the middle of the night, I just can't show up at, at our daycare with this baby and be like, here you go. You know, well, that I, mean, take, you you know <laughs> I don't think Tanya would appreciate it. <laughs> um, but you know, you have, it takes time, you know, you have to get all your ducks in a row and you got to get that set up. And you know, in the middle of the night, I was, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, how am I going to deal with this with work? You know, am I going to, lose so much of work and not have my job or, you know, have that put in jeopardy. But with this, with this law, you know, I don't have to worry about that, you know, so that takes a lot of ease off my mind. Technically speaking, I don't think this is a law. It's an act. Do you know what the difference is? I'm sure you're going to tell me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a clue. I know that it's legally binding. That's all I know. And there's probably a sheet in your workplace somewhere a great big poster that hangs on the wall in a conspicuous place that has all this written on there in tiny little fine print. <laughs> I was going to say, I went to my employee's website and just printed out our FMLA clause. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's how I found it. Um, you know, it was, it was in our forms and I just printed it out and took a look and I was like, this is really cool. And I just, I had never heard about it even, you know, in our support groups that we've gone to and training um, talking to the social workers, you know, I had never heard about this. I did not know that this existed for foster parents. I thought it only existed for when someone has a baby, Yeah, you know, your maternity leave, you know, and I thought that's what that applied to. So when I found this and I read it, you know, I like almost jumped for joy. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, the, the other side of that is, you know, that people don't, um, people don't know about it in large part. And I can, show that because we were clueless and we're like 10 years into doing this. Yeah. I mean, 10 years in and we're just now hearing about this. And I mean, I'm sure somebody may have said something along the line somewhere to us, but never at a time when it's stuck in our head. So when that moment comes that you need it, it should be stuck in your head that, Hey, guess what? There's a protection from for you there. Yeah. And, and the protection is basically that you can't lose your job. They have to hold your position or a similar position, assuming you're not going to be out. They can't see you counting off your fingers. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah, I'm counting, just so you know. I'm counting these fingers right here. But Those fingers? I hope so. All right. But, you know, that you can't lose your job, number one. Number two, um, they can't take away your position unless your position is necessarily eliminated. They have to give you a equitable position, I think it was. I think I forget the exact wording. And the pay has to be, you know, basically the same. That So yeah. they, they're not allowed to demote you, take away, you know, your promotion, take away that sort of thing. You can't be have it held against you. 
because it's it's not that you're laying out of work trying to trying to you know be lazy you're trying to you know sleep off the the brown bottle flu if you will (laughs) yeah that's never fun that's been a lot of years ago let's keep it that way (laughs) right but you know they just so long as they know that this is a legit thing and for us in the state of missouri we get a placement letter that it's on the social services heading you know headings on their the sheet and it has everything listed out and that's you know that's enough for them to know that hey this is a real deal these guys are doing something for kids through the state and they're protected because of this right exactly you know and and i would like to think that you know when we get our next placement you know i will use some of that you know i will probably take at least a week you know you get you get a new child in and and you want to bond you want to make sure that they're comfortable you know and getting into the family and everything like that, you know, it's, it's hard for a child, you know, and oh, they yeah. need that. They need that stability and they need someone to, to show them that, you know, we're here and it's going to be okay. You know? And so I think that that first week is very crucial, you know, just to bond and, you know, chill and integrate into the family. Well, when a kid's removed from care, that's, that's always a pretty big trauma. So oh, it's a huge trauma to be there for them in that moment would be really, you know, and, and then to go to a new house with new people, that that's another trauma, you know, they, and then they have to see this face. <laughs> that's another trauma. Well, that just causes a few nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Lucky me. Hey, I married you. I love you. It's all good. Yeah. I question your judgment sometimes. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but I think we, we pretty much said what we have to say about it. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure that that was something that kind of gets out there that, hey, that's that's a protection you have. That's, you know, it's it's built into the Federal Family Medical Leave Act for all of us. If you're going to be a foster parent, know that that's one of the tools in your arsenal. Yeah. I mean, use it. Talk to your HR and, and see what your company offers. You know, see what their stipulations are and, you know, use it. It's there, you know, and you don't have to feel bad about, you know, going to court, going to doctor's appointments, doing all the things that that comes with having a, having a child in your home. Yeah. You know, so yeah, just talk to your human resources. They can, they can tell you anything that you need to know. Um, but yeah, it's there. Yep. So I think it's time to turn us off. Unless you had something else to say. No, I think I'm good. Me too. (laughs) We'll see you guys soon. Bye.